Hey everyone, this is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott. And we're all. And I'm Shreya. And we're here to talk about Bollywood movies and TV. And uh, maybe, maybe even chat with Bollywood stars. Uh, I'll ask Moral about that later. Um, Moral, what is on the agenda for today? Well, we had a very busy weekend, didn't we, Scott? We did. Andrea, <laughs> a lot of movies and around three series dropped. I think there were, there were three movies and three series, and that was a lot of work for us. Um, Hangama 2. Um, the second uh, to Hangama 1, of course. If you watch Hangama 1, you were expecting Hangama 2 to be a riot. Hangama 2 dropped on Hotstar. Feels Like Ishk is an anthology of six stories dropped on Netflix. Uh, 14 Ferre uh, dropped on Z5. And Chutzpah dropped on Sony Live. And then, of course, Hostel Days dropped uh, on Amazon Prime as well. And if we have time, we'll cover it today. Otherwise, wait for our next episode and we will cover it then. And then Back to you, Scott. Do we have a little bonus? Or is that going to be a separate? Yes. No, no, of course. We have a little bonus as well. We spoke with the stars of 14 Ferry, or we interviewed them, and the director of 14 Ferry, Devanshu Singh, and Vikrant Massey and Kriti Karbanda. And we will um, play the except of that chat. Excellent. Well. Excellent. Okay. Let's dive right in because we got a lot to cover. Uh, Shreya and I are going to talk about Hungama 2. And I'm going to give the premise. And then, Shreya, I want you to give me your initial thoughts at least. Um, I didn't see Hungama 1, but it's essentially the, uh, the second one is a story of uh, uh, two extremely pretty people arguing over who is responsible for uh, the birth of a child and one of the the, the man is the, the the man's getting married and so he's got to marry this other woman but this lady shows up with the baby and it's supposed to be funny and um, that's about it so uh shreya what'd you think what'd you think of this I movie i literally thought it was no other way to put it one of the most boring movies i have ever seen in my life even though the way you explained it scott you think that movie would be like out of this world Honestly, it kind of looks like a bit of a hangover, like a translation between a hangover. Um, if you guys have seen like one, two, and three, the chaos that happens in that, you kind of expect it to happen in this movie as well. Right. None of it, none of it translates over. <sighs> Man, I was struggling to get through this movie. I don't know who sat through the whole time willingly, but I'm so sorry. I hope you can get your time back in life. <laughs> like, the, if it, on a scale of like a rating... I'd say like one to five. I could not give this movie a more hard one. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask you. Um, so what did you think of the length of the film? Because that's my, that's becoming sort of my, uh, my problem with, with bad Bollywood movies. It's just, they're too so long. long. A comedy for a two and a half hour comedy. Exactly. Really? <laughs> And it exactly. wasn't even that funny. It had its moments, right? Like, the, like okay. I think it's I think it's funny when characters get really angry, and like the dad got really angry, and he was that guy was funny, um, and he told his boring stories about the sword and Lord Lord Husley, and there was the teachers that the kids were kind of funny in the beginning, and then there was nothing funny about it after about twenty minutes. I just wanted I it to agree. be over. And for some reason, it was like streaming on Disney Plus and Hotstar, right? So my belief is that people who are watching it, they're like 
targeting it towards the same kind of like tween teen audience that normally would watch Disney Plus movies. Okay. Um, or like Disney Plus films. And I was, I tried to think about it from that angle. I was like, okay, so if they're trying to target this audience, that's like, that's why the movie is made like, you know, so whimsically. But at the same time, you're right, Scott, after a while, where does the comedy go? And why would this audience continue to watch this movie after that point if it's made for them? Right. It just goes on way too long. The funny's not funny. And you were saying earlier that there's, there's all kinds, it's ripe for comedic value when you know the the guys the the young man is supposed to marry this woman and the there's the family matters and the and and then we had the guy who married the really beautiful younger woman and he suspects that she's cheating on him and he sets up the camera and like it it could have been hilarious but i there was all this dead space in between the jokes and the jokes weren't that good after i just i i i the only thing that was redeeming about this was that there were some truly like ethereally beautiful people in it. Other than that, I, I mean, seriously, after five minutes, I, I mean, yeah. there's pictures of JLo came out recently where she's 52 in a bikini. It's like, nice. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, okay, that's nice. What, you know? Okay. And then I go do something else. Like I have a sandwich or I read a book, but two and a half hours of that was, is just not, you know, Two and a half hours of really pretty people is just not, that's not enough. Make me laugh. Right. For the way that they set up the story and they gave it every bit of reason to have all that comedic value. And then you watch it and you're like, it's so flat. It's so flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So any, any real genuine, I was half kidding about the pretty people, but is there any, (laughs) any redeeming value to this movie? Wow, the silence speaks volumes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you want my take on this? Because I know a little bit about Priyadarshan. Go for it. Have at it. So Priyadarshan is a celebrated filmmaker from, of course, Malayalam movies. And this entire Hangama series is remake of his Hangama franchisee in Malayalam, of course. And so so I think... I think what really went wrong here is the fact that he takes the 1990s model and brings it over to 2021, which number one doesn't work because his entire his entire premise of comedy is always based on confusion drama, right? And the confusion drama exists here, but he, he brings all these old veteran comic actors together, which, you know, if you, if you see the movie, they're all old comics. Like Johnny Lever and Tikutit Salsanya and Ashutosh Rana. These are these are veteran comics, right? He's brought all of them together and there is this storyline of confusion and drama happening with he's introduced two new actors, the Mizan. Mizan is Javed Jafri's son. Talented third generation comic, right? And and uh, Praniti Subhash, who's a who's who's an actress from again South Indian movies, and he's in, he's introducing them to Hindi cinema, and but but the problem over here is that he's bringing the same. He thinks that the old formula will work for the new generation, which the, the new generation has moved on. Um, he's tried to bring in that longish flavor of conf- confusion, the same old hangama flavor, where it just falls flat. Even the veteran comics delivering punchlines 
it just falls flat. Everything yeah. just fell flat because yep. those those lines are not funny anymore. The situations are not funny anymore. Uh, we've seen this. We need something funnier because we are bombarded with content. We've, we're bombarded with funny content the entire day. And this entire plot and the confusion is really not funny for us anymore. It was boring to, to that effect. Honestly, I don't know if this movie would have been funny in the 90s. I, I just, I just, I mean, I hear what you're saying and I don't have Hangama, it. Hangama one was funny. He's made, Priyadarshan has made some really good funny movies. He's, a, celebra he's a celebrated director. And now he comes with this thing, which is totally out of whack, literally. I mean, I'm watching this in horror. I'm looking at real talent. I mean, like Mizan, he's a good looking guy. He, he has the talent. I'm pretty sure. Right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That even these gorgeous people, the, 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 the son and the, his, his girlfriend from college. That, uh, so what? Like after a while, after five minutes, eh, they're beautiful. So what? I mean, it, like the exactly. rest of the movie is just, ugh. So, I, so I stopped watching after that, an hour. That's that's one side of it. The writing was so weak. The dialogues, the the script writer, whoever the script writer was, please go to a refresher on the new language that people use. Please, yeah. these dialogues, whatever the tropes you're using, and the situations are so 1990s. You bring it to 2021, they just don't fit into our situations here. Um, just the plot just didn't fit into the situation. That's the second part. The third part was, uh, was of course, I mean, I love, sh loved Shilpa Shetty. I don't know what it is about these women, these actresses making their comebacks in their 40s, looking smoldering hot like she does. She looks better than what she did in her 20s. Do you remember when she made her debut? About? The Wait, woman, Shilpa, Shilpa Shetty, uh, the, the, the woman who her husband thought was having an affair with me. Yes, she was gorgeous. Yes, she was she's beautiful in her, as well. She's in her, she's in her 40s, way into her late ah, 40s. And she looks my favorite, better. My favorite age. She looks better than <laughs> what is. she did. She did the original song, Churaki Dilmira. She looks better in this song than she did in that song when it was filmed in the 1990s or whenever it was. And she looks moldering hot. I would just watch the movie for that song. And I think that was a takeaway for this entire movie. With Mizan, the chemistry that she has with Mizan is, 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 is fire. And Mizan has more chemistry with her on screen than he had with, uh, with, with the other girl, the girl that he was paired with. Yeah. And, just... and, and, and honestly, just bringing 50 comics together and putting them all in a confusing plot of various other subplots going on just is not comedy anymore. No. We need to reinvent this. And if you're ever going to come back with another remake of your Malayalam, Malayalam cinema, we need to rethink Let's... your. We need yes. to we need to rethink your thesis of comedy, and that's my review right there. Hi guys, I'm Kriti Karbanda, and you're listening to me on These Teas Live. Download Z5 right now and watch Chauda Fairy releasing on the 23rd of July. Can't wait to hear what you have to say, so do tag us on social media and tell us your feedback. Live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Shreya and Moral, and we just got done uh, eviscerating Hungama 2. If you're thinking about watching it, think again. I'm sorry. I don't like saying that, but it was just not a good film. Not funny. Way too long. Uh, but now we have, now we have something um, very different. 
It's a series on Netflix called Feels Like Ishk, and I did not see it. So I'm going to let the two of you, I'm going to let the two of you go uh, explain what this is. Sharia, what's the premise of this? And then you two can can figure out how you're going to do the review. Oh, essentially, it's just this idea that there's like multiple different little love stories going on, but Mm -hmm. they're all kind of like, in each scenario, there's like, you know, um, good guy and a bad guy, but it's like each moment is surrounds kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but like when you get into different kinds of relationships that like, or like look different types of moments in which you're falling in love. It's like that first feeling. It's like oh, basically that interesting. first watch. Yeah, That's okay. kind of what they all center around. What is, and by the way, what is ishk? Love. Love. love got it okay okay yeah so it's like that first rush in all of these kinds of situations oh man god the a little like super cutesy but yeah. i do remember morale had something to say about how i felt about this the, not the stereotypes but like the archetypes of like reusing bollywood romances so i'm gonna let you take it away morale take it away you know, uh, for some reason, I think all the anthologies are making their way to Netflix, especially the, you know, lust stories, ghost stories. There was this Baba Kadiago, which is really good, Pitta Katalu, and now Feels Like Ish. And of course, Amazon has its own list of anthologies as well. But these are six stories, and these are all boy meet girl stories. Uh, and of course, a girl meet girl story in, in between, because they have to make up, they, they, they couldn't have just one narrative, I guess. Um, and these are, these are like, these are almost some, uh, you know, these are sweet. Some some of them are kind of sickly sweet, let me just call them. But like, quintessentially uh, leave you with a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's supposed to leave you with warm, fuzzy feelings. Now, there, there are a separate set of writers and directors for each of them, and they're very... Um, with the times and, and and you know these are the insta stories these are the these are the, of the insta times uh, the times where love happens over instagram or or things happen you know uh, the the language is very um, you know if if you were to watch this for the excellence in writing oh sorry you'll get instagram caps instead of writing good writing uh, if you were to watch these for for emotion, you would probably get you know emotion that people people show on on Twitter rather than <laughs> rather than real emotion that people want to feel in love. So this is as basic as that, but it's with the times. It's it's as fleeting as the times, and it's as on the surface, I guess. So these are this is my feeling as as I, as I watched it. And, you know, there are six stories. Uh, the first one is Save the Date. And uh, it's it's about, you know, this girl that gets uh, gets the jitters right before she's getting married to, to the guy she's been dating for a long time. And that's because of parental pressure and, and the kind of kind of expectations that the parents have from the girl. Um, and, and she just she, she, she just breaks breaks down and she she leaves the uh, leaves the wedding. Um, and then you know somehow her friends find her, so that's that story. And while the friends are finding her, the wedding manager and her best friend kind of you know um, get kind of get to know each other. So that's that's kind of you know slice in the life kind of a story. Um, nicely done. Um, I thought I thought it was it was okay. Um, then there is another one uh, which actually Tahira Kashyap Kurana wrote, and the songs are composed and sang by uh, Aishwan Kurana. That's Quarantine Crush, 
where it's set, set up in a neighborhood in Chandigarh where this boy uh, likes a girl who's just come in from Canada and she's quarantining for 14 days in a house across the road um, because, you know, she just come from a flight and how he kind of likes her and they, they form a friendship over singing singing and, and playing the guitar across the road. And, um, and and just, you know, teenage crush kind of love story. Uh, not a love story, but a teenage crush story. So that is the second one. Then there is a another one called The Star Host, where this guy's parents are out on a on a on a, on a trip and he he puts puts up the rest of the house. He he's saving money to go to, to, to see Northern Lights. So he put, puts up his home for uh, for for as as a host uh, on some bread and breakfast place like Airbnb or some local B and B. And this girl comes to visit, and she's supposed to come with her boyfriend, but she has a fight with her boyfriend, and she comes alone for the trip. And uh, he he kind of shows her around, and it's that develop, development of that relationship started something like that. So uh, again, you know, these are these slice of life stories about 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 start of a new friendship or start of a new germination of a new new feeling or or just a uh, just start of a crush. Um, then there is another one called an interview where there are candidates for an interview um, uh, waiting to uh, waiting to interview at a store and this guy has come from outside of Mumbai and he asks this other woman for a tri for, for, for tips and she gives him she actually helps him uh, get the job and you know she actually um, when when the time comes uh, comes it's it's a, it's a choice between him and her for the job and she just steps aside she doesn't go for the final interview and she lets him have the job so um i, I thought and, and then they started started friendship so I, I thought that was a sweet little story as well um uh and then the fifth uh, one was uh this relationship between two people when they are um uh, they are at a protest uh ishq mastana so so really good actors actually uh little slice of life stories i don't have I don't have much to say about the writing. I mean, I wouldn't judge this entire anthology on the quality of writing. These are these are um, or, or or the quality of dialogues or because the dialogues are taken from you know how people would talk to each other these days or how people would communicate to each other these days. Oh, I'm forgetting. There's another story of uh, she loves me, she loves me not. Um, uh, of of two um, same sex people who like each other and how they are able to connect with each other and 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 basically um, admit their love for each other in a work workspace. Um, I thought that was that was neatly done as well. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't judge this entire anthology on the quality. I would rather judge it for uh, for just an idea. I think I'll leave hmm. it there. Hmm. Okay, Shreya, what do you want to add? So I'm not. I'm not I, getting a feel if you liked it or not. Either one of you. Like, did you? Um, I think it's one of those things where Merle is right. For some reason, anthologies kind of seem to have a hold on our audience or more likely our producers and our directors, because they just seem to keep coming out with more and more. I'm not entirely sure why, but I don't have a preference one way or another with anthologies, but now that I'm being bombarded so much with them constantly, it just starts to get a little repetitive with these constant, like little slice, exactly as she said, little slice of life stories. But in this specific situation, I think the actors were so good 
given the fact that they were working with a very mediocre concept and a very mediocre script. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that if you kind of are just looking for this type of movie on a rainy day, it it's fine. But the thing that's really, really holding this whole movie together is that the actors are so good. And I wouldn't say there's anything outstanding about like the stories themselves. I wouldn't say there's anything like super, super memorable about the script writing. Um, and she's right. They are very, very cheesy, like Bollywood moments. So um, you have to kind of want, want that when you're looking for mm, movies. Okay. They, it focuses super deeply on the love, which makes sense. I mean, it, it's, it's literally called feels like ish. So it focuses on like all the emotions of when first love happens or like first crush, first romance, first look, whatever that is. Right. And those sometimes can be a little overwhelming when the audience is trying to take it in if you're not expecting it. So this is how I would, I would, this is my take on it. Maybe this is a new genre that there, that, that these new writers and directors are looking at because this is more colloquial. This is not, this is not, um, uh, this is not classic. Uh, writing this is not classic direction because this is of the gen this is of the uh, creator generation this is of the generation where the people who are who are not trained classically are really creating um this form of uh form of um uh, art which is which is which is writing and directing shows of people from their life people that they see around them stories of people that they see around them so this might not be a classic people who went to film institute or who went to who, who went to school to learn filmmaking making these movies these are people from around us who are actually writing stories of people around them and these might not be technically great these might not be the greatest writers in the world these might not be greatest directors in the world but there are people from around us really telling stories of people around them and for all you know this is the future of a creator's economy and this is how I'm looking at it. And every voice needs a platform and help. This is a platform. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's a that's an interesting way to describe it. And it makes me want to see it um, more out of curiosity than wanting to uh, enjoy the story, right? To get a feel for what you, the two of you are talking about. But um very interesting. Okay, I I think I, I think I got an idea of where we are with this. So uh, I'm Vikrant Massey, and you're listening to me on Desi's Life. Please download Z5 and watch our movie Chauda Pere, which is out 23rd of July. Uh, please recommend it to your friends, and please share your views on social media. We are eagerly waiting for Daisy's.live, this is Scott, and I am back here with Moral and Shreya. We just got done talking about Feels Like Ishk on Netflix, and uh, I would say qualified-like, um, not a th enthusiastic, but it certainly sounds like an interesting concept. And um, check it out if you wanna, if you wanna watch some stories about that, that the first moment. The, the, that's, a, that's a really interesting concept, because when I was younger, man, I was addicted to that part that part of a relationship really got me excited afterwards it was like, eh, okay. <laughs> Made me kind of a strange person to go out with. But anyway, uh, now we're moving on to 14 Fere. Did I pronounce that correctly? Totally. All right. It's on Z5 and Shreya, if I'm, if I remember correctly, you did not see this. 
No. Okay. All right, 14 Fera, it it has uh Mira's favorite, Vikrant Massey. We're gonna be talking to him a little, <laughs> a little bit later. We're gonna be talking to him. Uh Mira, why don't you give us just the basic idea of what this movie's about? Well, uh it's about boy meets girl in, in college. She's a senior and she rags him and then you know, they kind of start liking each other and uh, they start living in with each other. They both get jobs and uh, then finally, when it comes to, hey, are we going to get married? And they're like, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to get married. And then finally, it dawns <laughs> upon them, hey, you're not the same cast as I am. How are we going to get our parents to agree? And they're like, nah, they're never going to agree. Because, you know, where we come from, they'll kill us rather than get us married. So how are we going to get married? So they come up with this amazing plot where they uh, they present each other to their parents as the same cast um, people. So they have to fake the parents of the other person. So he takes the girl to uh, to his, um, the girl presents herself to um, to the boy's parents as somebody of their cast with a different set, with a fake set of parents. And the boy presents himself to the girl's parents as, with a different set, with the same set of parents as the girl did as somebody else with the same cast. So their the marriages are set set up with you know the fake parents and fake fake relatives who are actually their friends from their office. Um, the first marriage and, and happened, some actors and some actors that they know and, some because, act, and some actors who are also their friends, and that's what happens. And then the first marriage happens with the with the second marriage, the boy's father smells a rat, and things happen. So and that it all falls story. apart. Yeah, it yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so this was what I liked about this is is that it was a Bollywood film that was about um, weddings and marriage. It, it, you know, a new and fresh subject. Really, you haven't seen. <laughs> God, my God. Oh, oh. I did. I did really, really enjoy. I really enjoyed how they they got the. Um, the actors involved and they sat down and they planned it out and they had it like the, basically they had a party. They're like, okay, we're going to bring the food and the beer and we're we got a slideshow presentation and these are your roles. And this is, you know, that, that was funny. And I, I, I wish they had spent a little more time, um, involving the viewer in the script and the roles that would have been fun. Uh, instead, what they decided to do, and I and I get why, because otherwise it would have gotten really out of hand quickly. But really, they decided to focus on the mother and the, the actors playing the mother and the father. And and so we as the viewer, we do, I don't want to say a deep dive, but a fairly deep dive with those characters and, and um, their struggles, their challenges, uh, trying to play these silly roles. And it was a... F hmm. I have to say, when it was all said and done, I was lukewarm on this movie. It it was funny without being hilarious. It was there was some tension, but there wasn't a ton of tension. It had its moments, but honestly, you know, they had there's inevitably going to be like someone shows up and oh, they have to shuffle this person or these people into this room and try to get the you know, there was that kind of physical space comedy. You got to get the mom, the fake mom and dad out of the room while this guy's here and blah, blah, blah. You know, in small doses, that's funny, but it's just not a, you know, you get, you get, 
you get the angry the angry parents when they suspect that things are going on and oh my god this, this person's not in our cast and the one guy like you said smells a rat and then there was just something about it when it was all said and done there was something about it that i mean it it worked as a story and as a and as a film but i i don't know about you but i was just not really involved not really committed behind these characters i i i understood everything i understood all the what was going on but i didn't care as much as i wanted to care i didn't there was something missing and i'm having a hard time putting my finger on it do you know what i'm talking about because if you do help me out here i'm having a i'm having a difficult time explaining why there was something lacking in this story i'll tell you what was lacking tell me so so as americans and and you know with understanding what happens in india um we all expect a lot of love coming out of india that you know when we watch bollywood movies, oh bollywood movies we, we, we feel we feel <laughs> we feel indian cinema adores love i mean we commemorate love to yeah. the extent that you know there's love happening everywhere because everything ends up being about love and love culminates in marriage hell even dating has to culminate in marriage so everything has to be love marriage in that you know that special order for bollywood everything is about love and marriage and it's it's what we expect of bollywood right and uh, when when we when we look at that culture we expect india to be such a loving society that uh, anything else coming out of that society we're we're aghast at it right and then we we start talking about something something very archaic called for generations the this entire caste system and you know how it's affected our our here we we know how caste system has come to america with of course uh, the immigration that has happened from india and and looking at this caste system and how it is still such a big prejudice in india even today uh, the ostracism the bias the hostility that it brings even to educated families and educated people um uh, you you know state of california has a lawsuit going on against cisco just for caste system being 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 as a part of part of their hiring process i did not know that started last last year 2020 huh. okay yes so so you can only imagine how big this problem is in india and when when i was talking to the director i spoke about it i said hey this is pertinent even to us as americans because this flows across countries and you brought this up as a very important topic in in your love story because it's because of the caste system that two people two people who love each other can get married but then he goes on in the story and end of the story he just whitewashes everything about it they do make a case about hey we do, we love each other what is more important to you parents is 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 our love more important or is the caste system or what the world will say more important and and even with that uh, you know it doesn't resolve the issue socially it doesn't there's no message given out there's nothing that resolves oh, the issue oh i i that no, is okay. the problem okay no 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 okay wait a minute when you first started explaining what was missing, I was like, what? And then now that as you explain it, I think you're absolutely right. 
And that makes, I, I get that. I get that because there is this weird, it's almost like it just, it's like dividing by zero. There's just, you have one issue over here and the other one, and the two don't seem to work to the American mentality. And I get that. I get what you're saying. How, what's interesting is just, a, I think I disagree with you at the very end of the movie, and we didn't really talk about this, they're, they allow their parents and the brother, the angry brother, to save face. And you're right, nothing is resolved in the larger sense, but something is resolved on the micro level, at the level at of the, the story. Now, now that, is, that is what the issue is. Because they, as a, as as a as a movie maker, they don't want to they don't want to create a statement within India that Fair will yeah, lead yeah, 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 that yeah. will lead the po politics of of the issue right, to become right. bigger than the movie, right? But as an American audience, we're not used to to have the politics of the issue become small than than anything else, right? So. When we when we look at any movies being ma made around the politics of an issue or an issue, we want the issue to be bigger than the stars. We want the issue to be to be spoken about. We want we want to we want yeah. to talk about the yeah. issue. Yeah. So the audience in America will not like it. The audience in America will not like the fact that the the issue is being swept under the carpet. The audience in America would definitely want to talk about it if it has to be sold to them. And That's the audience fair. in America yeah. would want to attack the issue and have a resolution to it. Because our, our audiences our audiences think differently. We're the Black Lives Matter audience that wants to take the issue and, and burn it to the ground. The resolution we here was just small. It was in the in the level of the narrative. We want a resolution that's bigger. Bigger. The audience, audience in America doesn't like issues swept under the carpet anymore because that's the generation that 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 took Black Lives Matter exactly. And over here in the movie, it's nicely swept under the carpet because they don't want to politicize yeah, yeah. it. Oh, and you're right. You're right. Nicely. And that's what kind of was was in my head. And then in the interview, what happened was when uh, when when we were asking the questions. This is live uh, uh, online television in in USA. This is Daisy's online. Good morning. How are you? A very good morning to you. A very good evening from India. Good to have you both. You guys have a very important movie coming up. So, so the entire premise of the movie is uh, is the fact that you know the two of you are in love, but there is this entire you know the confusion around whether your parents are going to agree or not. And then, of course, there is this entire confusion that you guys bring upon yourselves. And the story is funny, and the characters are, are are funnier, and there's this entire confusion that happens. And and in between all of that, there is this comic timing and everything else combined. This is the first time you guys have worked together, and this this amazing chemistry that you guys bring to the to, to the picture. How difficult or easy was it doing all of that? That so many characters. You know, the Indian movies have these like. There's so many characters at some point in time that it is so confusing, kind of, you know, kind of figuring out who was doing what. And, and it was, you know, to begin to begin with the first part of your question, it was incredible working with uh, Kriti. I, I got the opportunity to collaborate with her for the first time. And I hope this is the first of many. Uh, and uh, the script was so wonderful. You know, it, it's so heartwarming to hear about things that you're saying. It was it's an out and out entertainer, as you so rightly said. It's, it's a family entertainer. It's, it's for everyone to make their own. 
and uh, with regards to my working experience with kriti and devanshu who's the director of our film uh, kriti very rightly said you know what the, the amount of time the camaraderie that we shared off the sets was was so seamlessly translated on on camera and uh, it's it's a compliment that you know every artist sort of you know uh, waits to hear you know they are really itching to listen to such compliments and it's it's really heartwarming to hear these things definitely i would i would like to think so i think we've done justice to uh, characters that are sanjay and aditi who are extremely modern uh, who have while they belong to different backgrounds and they belong to smaller towns the honest truth is they've gone out there themselves the independent you know the two independent people who made a life for themselves who want to make choices of their own but you know while it's very easy to say that you know why can't our parents be modern or why haven't they moved forward the honest truth of the matter is that they have been living in those traditions for so many years and they know that that is what they followed and as in as an indian i feel very proud that to me uh, to say that my parents approval is very important for me uh, i think that doesn't mean uh, i'm backward or it doesn't mean that you know i'm not modern it means that i value my traditions and uh, i think it's just a different way of showing it and i'm proud of that heritage i'm proud of the fact that we don't have to make appointments to meet our parents and i'm proud of the fact that i can live with my parents till i'm 50 and it won't matter for the rest of my life and it won't matter so i hope they take back the idea that uh, it is not about it's not that i can't move on with my life without the approval of my parents but there's nothing wrong in wanting it and there is nothing wrong in working towards achieving it see the, this american stereotype it is the, the american stereotype that indians have is that we have to take permission of our parents to meet our parents we have to take an appointment with our parents to meet our parents for some reason they think that this is our lives how do you have to take permission from your parents to meet your parents uh, shreya i don't have to do you have you ever scott taken an appointment with your parents to meet your parents because that's what indians think americans do according to them uh, and, okay. and don't, wait, 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 do, do you do you not care about their feelings when you marry somebody I because need, that's I, what they think they okay, think americans on. do because that's what she said that i need to, no. i need to understand this i need to understand this let's back up i want to make sure because there we got a linguistic are you saying that they think that if i want to go see my mom and dad i have to like talk to my mom and dad and get a get a get like a set up a time and get permission sometimes even their secretary you know yeah assistant <laughs> yeah yeah if they if they have one or if they have several then really? talk to talk to several really not, you like it's not what you do <laughs> it's not sure? what i do yeah yeah no. and 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 also that you don't care about their feelings when you when you marry so you don't ask for their consent or you don't really care about they don't really care about the girl girl you marry yeah oh wait a minute they don't care wait hold on they parents don't care about the 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 woman i marry mm -hmm. oh no they care a great deal but if they didn't like her too bad i mean that's you know that is true yeah but hey because we are 98 love marriages here in the states right so and and you know what what's interesting is that there there is that there is in some families there is that tiny bit of she's not good enough or he's not good enough for you we so there that, is that that, but that, it's not, is, that does exist here as well in american yes, families but it's not but it's for not some reason as, indians have stereotyped american families to 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 really uh for, for themselves for, for their own benefit to 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 really have that higher moral ground hmm. um 
for some reason, the higher moral ground is that we don't do this in Indian families. Indian culture is like we respect our parents so much that we will take their permission to marry whoever we, we will. We'll make sure, you know, they agree with our choices. And, and she said that in the interview. And I was like, oh, God, hell, girl, girl, no. But, but okay. you know, I'm not going to argue with you, but girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm a white guy, and I don't really care what people's stereotypes of me are. So that's my privilege. What? I I agree. I think, like, because Western cultures are so... (laughs) They're so so interdependent that they quite literally cannot come out of the idea that, you know, it's hard to comprehend what the opposite type of culture is, right? And when that belief in that culture like system is around you in every aspect it's hard to even think beyond it sometimes mm. like yeah. we're so independent out here that you know we're okay with that we're we're like okay your parents don't have to agree it's your life partner your parents are not marrying your wife for you or your husband for you you're the one living with them you're the one dealing with them you're the one who's like having a future with them it should be your choice but then in interdependent cultures you can understand why their beliefs would be to please the people in the circle that they're already with before adding to that circle and it's just a matter of like understanding the opposite person's belief, which leads me to like understand the person you were interviewing and just how like incapable she was of opening her mind to be able to see the other side, which speaks volumes about her personally. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. To, I, I can do that. I, and, and that's, that's a, that's a skill that it took me a while to develop. And I have to thank a lot of the, the professors that I studied with and under in college and in, especially in graduate school. Um, but as far as reckoning with stereotypes, you know what the, the greatest the gift that anyone ever gave me was just not giving a shit. No, just not caring. Like when I was living in France and, and I would hear all these stereotypes about Americans, it was like, okay, okay. IDGAF, yeah, right? Right, exactly. Don't care. And so that's, I mean, it's interesting and funny to hear that these, this is what the stereotypes of Americans are in different cultures. And okay, I mean, that, and I can see where they come from. And, but ultimately, don't care. Yo, this is Tasher. You are now tuned in to Daisies.live. Let's go. We're back. This is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott, and I like ketchup on my hash browns. I'm here with Shreya and Mira, and uh, Shreya likes ketchup on her hash browns too. So there. <laughs> we're moving. To, okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We are. <laughs> We're we are, we are, we are. You see, when I, when I, this is funny because uh, the, the, the next movie that we talked about is on Sony Live, and it's called Chutzpah. Well, it's about like I am so off my so game after this characters in this movie. But but you know what I what I what I connect them to was the Fukre characters. All most of them from Fukre, mm. and all these characters interconnected through the internet. And they're shallow, they're fickle, and, you know, they're all on social media doing stuff, and they're not connected to anything real. And it's their story of, you know, of their fickle lives, literally. <laughs> so, Wait, so fickle lives, but why is it, why is it called chutzpah? Um, 
I don't know because because they are they, they highlight everything evil and everything hollow about how social media has completely taken over the brains of these people and they've, they've literally abandoned reality for for them everything is about likes com likes comments and you know forwards and uh, you know from sex room chats to startup apps and the obsessiveness that they have to followers and filters and uh, profiles and the illusion around their online mm. online pro online personas and maybe it's the tech companies just, that created this environment that's where the chutzpah I, is yeah but that's that's where this entire generation lives and that's, that's that's where the minds are so everything is about your online persona rather than who you really are in person so it is um it is this on a, on a deeply psych psychological level everybody lives online Mm, okay. So I think I think the story is about that, and it's it's kind of it, it, it's in sync with the current generation, and it's got nothing to do with the reality of the world that they live in. Wherever in the world they are, they're connected through the internet, so they could be living in one world, in one country, in one with one zone, and it's got nothing to do with the reality of where they actually reside. So living and residing are completely two different aspects of their lives. Okay, so did you like it? Uh, okay, so um, from a um, from a cinema perspective, it's very well done. From a storytelling perspective, it's very well done. Um, I, I would I would give it give it a seven on ten from from a technical perspective, um, but um, it, it falls falls flat in terms of you know. Uh, just the uh, just storytelling um the, the the heart and soul is at the right place it tells a story about the new generation it it just tells a story about how does it lay it out or is it critical um it lays it out okay it just lays it out for you to look at their lives and um you know there, you be a, the judge yeah, so there's there's an entire line of show that I want I, I, I want I want to read out to you. So this is this is what it says. I have it right here. It says there was a time when fans would do anything for their stars. Now stars do anything so that their followers don't leave them. Mm. So yeah. it sums up. It just sums up the times that we are in today. That you know, people do anything for followers. That you are who you are because of the uh, attention that you get online. So your followers are more important than the person that you are. And uh, and honestly, um, it has its moments. They the characters are 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 you know kind of very well. Some of the characters are well edged, but there are too many characters, and they live in their own lives. They have their own little you know interactions online. But um, just bringing them all together is a project, and I think I think in some parts they um, it comes together well, and some parts it doesn't. Um, but um, but I, I think on on the whole, it's a watchable movie, and and I think uh, uh, I, I think uh, uh, psychologically it does tell a story of a of an entirely new generation that's not with you. It's definitely not with you. It's it's really it's time traveled itself into another realm altogether. Mm. The yeah. actors are, are amazing. Um, you know, there's Varun Sharma, there's Manjot Singh, Elnaz Nurozi, there's Tanya Manik Tala, who you remember from um, 
from a BBC series that we watched earlier this year. There's Diksha Singh and Gautamir. So these are these are really good actors. Um, ca camera work is great. This series is, of course, um, presented and directed. Uh, the writer-creator is Mrigdeep Singh Lamba, the same guy who directed and wrote Fukre. Um, the heart is at the right place with Hutzpah, but um, it does talk about what we're really leading our young generation into. This entire false cushion that's leading people to really abandon the reality of where they are. But um, but yeah, this is where we are. Psychologically, our, our social networks have led us to live an alternate reality. Sounds like we about half of the Black Widow shows, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, it's, especially that one where it's uh, uh, Ron Howard's daughter, what's her name, uh, Bryce Howard? Bryce Howard. Yeah, where she's, it's all about it's all about the likes. It's all about the the rating. You know, it sounds it sounds a lot like that. Totally. But you know what it you know what it sounds like though. It sounds like nothing on this. We had a lot today to cover, and it doesn't sound like anyone is thrilled with anything we watched. I was just gonna say that I feel like every single like item we have watched today, we have either said fell flat, wasn't worth it, was. A three at best like i don't think we could have given this whole day on a scale of one to five like three is the best you could have done today absolute best everything yeah. was so it's generous yeah very is it, exactly and very is, is this uh is this covid content i mean is that what we're is that what we reviewed covid covid content that was made in the middle of the you pandemic and crazy probably it's coming out now because they're processing it now so Right, right. Well, this was, uh, you know, this was a, <laughs> this was an interesting show, uh, at least an interesting show to be a part of. I hope it was semi interesting to listen to, um, for not great content this week. Like not, not. There were a few shows, but so hopefully next week we'll have something a little more. Uh, we can get animated and not just beat up on stuff. Or not just sort of be limp about. Yeah, but, we uh, created good content out of it. We spoke about stereotypes, like and said, you know, all the, all all your all your skeletons came tumbling out of your closet. At least, I, I would I would argue that not a single skeleton came out of my closet. Well, your ketchup did at least. If if that's not honey, a skeleton, honey, if that's a skeleton, you need to get out more because honestly, oh, those hash browns—that's that's nothing. Again, that's nothing. to viewers. Please tweet at Daisy's that live and let us know if you put ketchup on your hash browns because we clearly need a majority. I'm, I'm going to McDonald's right now in protest. That's that's half the problem right there. <laughs> okay, uh, hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is Daisy's live. I'm Scott. I'm Rob. <laughs> and I'm Shreya. We'll see Take you care, next guys. Week. Bye bye. Bye, bye guys. Oh, clicky thing.